0: Welcome to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankOfAmerica.com. Here's your host,
1: Steve Strauss.
0: Jessica and Kirk, great to have you on the show. Welcome, Kirk Duncan and Jessica Cavanaugh of VetLinks, VetLinks.org. Jessica, let me begin with you. VetLinks is an amazing organization. What inspired you to help create it?
1: My husband, Brian Cavanaugh, He was an army infantry officer, he was a ranger. And back in 2014, he came home one day and he was asking for help with his post-traumatic stress. And so we called the, the VA and they had put us on a six week wait time for mental health. So we took matters into our own hands and we found him a place on our own for private care and got him help. And after that, we called the VA again, and they put us on another six-week wait time. And so we started our own private treatment again for mental health appointments. By the summer of 2015, things were not getting much better by any means. So this time, we called the VA, and we kept our six-week wait time appointment, which ironically fell on September 11th. Hmm. And then when we went to the appointment, I was so hopeful that she was going to give us this magical place that was going to help Brian with his post-traumatic stress and his substance abuse. And instead, all she could offer was a psych unit. So I started calling anyone, and everyone who would listen to me. And finally, this woman called me from Texas and she said, I've heard your story from two different people, one in Florida and one in California. And you really need to go down to Washington, D.C. to a congressional hearing on October 7th and McDonald's is going to be there. Bob McDonald was the former secretary of the VA. So I went down and I went into the congressional hearing and I met with every single person in there. I had written out our story, typed it out, gave it to everyone. I introduced myself to Bob McDonald and I told him our story and said that we needed help right away or that Brian was gonna die. And in three days, he got him into an inpatient facility out in West Virginia with the VA. So Brian went into the 90 day program And he was meeting veterans left and right who weren't getting help with benefits that they deserved. So he started holding classes on how to get these resources until finally someone said to him, Brian, you're a patient here. You can't just hold these classes. And so when he got out of the inpatient, he told me of the idea that he wanted to help these veterans and he wanted to help take care of them and get them the resources that they needed. Of course, I was so supportive. But at the same time, I thought, well, great. Let's add caregivers to the list because I couldn't get you help. It took me months to get you into a facility.
0: Your husband had the inspiration to create links, And I know he's not with us anymore. And you, you carried it on. Can you just tell us about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when he passed away, I vowed to take over the nonprofit in his honor. And I wanted to carry his vision on. So after the funeral, a bunch of us were just sitting around the table. And I was telling a lot of Brian's friends about his vision, about what he wanted to do with VetLinks. And they said, let's do it. So we decided right then that we were going to take the nonprofit and move it in the right direction.
0: Well, it's so admirable. And VetLinks has been around for how many years now?
1: It'll be two years on December 20th.
0: Way to go. Kirk, let me ask you this. How did you meet Jessica, and how did you get involved with VetLinks?
2: First, I want to echo Jessica's sentiment and just thank you for the opportunity to be on the program. The short answer to how Jessica and I met was through her relationship with my best friend, Brian Kavanaugh. Brian, as Jessica mentioned, was really the inspiration behind VetLinks.org. The slightly longer version of how we got together Brian and I grew up in a small town in, in Pittsburgh, Kansas. You know, we did everything together, hung out, we played sports, found creative ways to get in trouble at times. I mean, we were basically together almost every day from preschool, really through high school graduation. So about as, as tight as, as, as two guys can be. And you know, it flashed forward a couple years and Brian had gone through the ROTC program at Pittsburgh State University in our hometown, got commissioned, and eventually the Army stationed him over in, in Baltimore, where his relationship with Jessica began. And about that same time, I was also on active duty and serving in Iraq at that point. And honestly, I, I, Brian had dated other people, but when we communicated on email and phones, there was just something different about the way he was talking about <laughs> Jessica. Uh-huh. You know, he was certainly smitten with her head over heels. So you know, I returned from that deployment in May of 2011, and Brian brought her to our good friend Pat McNally's wedding, and that was the first time that we met in person. It must have been so hard to
0: see your best friend, your, your pal, suffer from such severe
2: PTSD. It's hard to imagine knowing someone for over three decades and then seeing their personality almost fundamentally change in front of you. It's, it's one thing to hear words like post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, but to see the effects of that on someone that you care so much about, it's it's almost impossible to describe. It was like uh, when I go out to Baltimore with with friends to kind of try to help Jessica intervene a little bit and, and get Brian to realize what was going on, it was almost like a shell of himself. You look behind his eyes and it just wasn't the same man that I'd grown up with and, and grown to love. The other thing that was interesting for me in, in my initial journey with VetLinks was, it was hard for me to kind of understand their struggle as an active duty army officer, the, the health care that I would provided and still am is, is been phenomenal. The army really takes care of, of its soldiers. But when Brian left active duty, he kind of gave up that camaraderie that, that is so unique the, to soldiers. You know, the bond that you form when you're in combat with somebody is it's indescribable for someone who hasn't been there. And so when Brian left active duty, he left that kind of network, that camaraderie of, of veterans. And then the second thing is, you know, when you leave active duty, the, the level of care that's available to, to veterans just is not up to par compared to, to what's provided for us on active duty. And so what I kind of came to realize in, in seeing Jessica and Brian's struggles is it's difficult for the VA to provide the individual necessary support, if you will, that, that our veterans deserve. So, Jessica, let me, let me ask you this.
0: Clearly, you created... VetLinks in honor of your husband and to help other soldiers like your husband. Can you tell us though a little bit more about what exactly VetLinks does and who it's for and how it how it helps them?
1: VetLinks is for veterans. It's for our caregivers. It's for family members, and we want to be able to provide the immediate resources that they may need in a very immediate fashion. Whether that may be an inpatient stay whether that might be therapy, alternative treatment, whether that's just getting a massage or acupuncture or having a babysitter come over to the house so the couple can go get the couple's therapy they may need, or as a caregiver, getting a flight to be able to go see their veteran while they're in an inpatient center. And it really could be anything. Our criteria is based off of our story as far as post 9 11, post traumatic stress, substance abuse, TBI related. But however and whatever resources they need, we want to be able to provide.
2: Like any small business or nonprofit starting out, identifying that target audience and, and developing our niche was hugely important for us. There's a lot of great nonprofits that do some really amazing things to assist veterans. So as, as we sort of developed our initial focus as a board, we thought, let's model our target customer, if you will, on the Kavanaugh family. So as Jessica mentioned, that's, that's a combat veteran, their families who are struggling specifically from the effects of post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, and substance abuse. You know, And our initial thought was, hey, if, if we can save one veteran, if we can impact one family's life, we'll be successful. And so as we progressed a little bit, The other thing we came to realize is that one of the forgotten parts of this epidemic involves those caregivers that Jessica talked about, those people that that live day in and day out with with their veteran. The other thing we've learned is that the effects of post-traumatic stress can have profound impacts on the children of those veterans as well. So some of our focus has been specifically for those caregivers and children of the veterans in addition to trying to help veterans themselves. You make a really great point, Kirk. I mean, one thing I always talk about to my
0: small business brothers and sisters is that you have to serve the market and, and find a need and fill it. And clearly there is a great need for the, for the work you are doing. I'm going to ask this question to both of you, and, and Kirk, I'll go to you first. What is it you find most rewarding about, about your work with Vetlinks?
2: First and foremost, it's, it's the realization that we, we're helping people through our work. We've helped some people in some big ways, pain for inpatient treatment such, and, and also in smaller ways. If I could, I'd, I'd like to tell you a story about one of the first people that we helped. He was a, a Marine combat veteran named Matt. And when Matt got out of the Marine Corps, he, he really struggled with that transition back into civilian life. He had the telltale signs of suffering from post-traumatic stress and, and was really abusing alcohol. Right. And when we learned about Matt's story, we said, this is exactly who we're trying to, to take care of. So... You know, the Vet Links board kind of looked at the case. We, we voted wholeheartedly, Let, let's get Matt some help. So we were able to provide six months of inpatient treatment therapy out in California. And Matt really took the treatment really well. And so we kind of followed his story as, as a new nonprofit startup. And so proud to tell you, Steve, that he, he completed the six months of treatment. He got sober. And more importantly, he got employed. And I'll tell you the great thing about that. Employment, Steve, is that he's actually employed with a VA right now. About a story going full circle. Here, here, Matt is struggling, and you know we were able to help him through that struggle, and now he's having proof of what nonprofits like VetLinks can do, and we're so proud of the work he's doing in the VA to help his fellow vets out.
0: Well, that's that's fantastic, and con- congratulations. And his stories like like that that are so heartwarming. I'm sure Jessica, that is the kind of thing that that you find incredibly rewarding.
1: Absolutely. We get emails and text messages and phone calls all the time thanking us for everything. So it's, it's really rewarding.
0: Jessica, I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about some of the unexpected challenges you have faced along the way. You know, it's not easy to create a business. It's not easy to create a nonprofit, an organization, a website. What unexpected challenges have you found?
1: I personally think that one of the biggest challenges we have is dealing with getting past the stigma of these men and women wanting to get help. Brian never wanted to get help. He never wanted to talk about his struggles or his issues until he finally did and hit a wall and then it was too late. So there's a stigma overall, I think, with people struggling with mental health, but just reaching them and getting them to want to accept help and get help is has been one of our biggest challenges.
2: Clearly you're getting there. And Kirk, what about you? What, what do you think? surprisingly, one of the unexpected challenges that we faced was actually finding veterans and their families to help. As we started our nonprofit and found some initial success raising funds, we then had to figure out, well, how do we connect our resources, our monetary resources, to those that need it, reaching our target customer, if you will. Another challenge involved the need to, to screen veterans' requests, kind of ensuring that we were in compliance in terms of the regulations, safeguarding people's private information, their identity, their health information. And luckily, these are both kind of challenges that we've been able to work through by our networking efforts. One thing I think that's valuable, whether you're serving the Army like I am, running a for-profit enterprise, working in a nonprofit like VetLinks, is is really the power of networking. And I think Jessica has been an absolute pro at networking in the Baltimore and greater Washington, D.C. area. Her efforts and relationship building skills allowed us to connect with a great partner this organization that's called Code of Support. And, and, Steve, what Code of Support and their partners do is they basically link together different veterans' charities and are able to leverage the capabilities of each nonprofit in this collective partnership. So if a veteran reaches out through Code of Support and has a need that fits our model, our criteria, they pass that referral on to us, and we're able to connect our resources with that veteran's specific needs.
0: Clearly, Jessica, you are a master networker. Your story of how you went about helping your husband is, is pretty incredible. And if you brought those same skills to this endeavor, I'm sure you'd have an incredible network. I'm wondering, in fact, how creating this organization and, and VetLinks has impacted your personal life. It, it began as a personal story, you and your husband, and you taking the mantle from your husband. How has it affected your personal life since then?
1: It's a challenge. I feel at this point, I'm basically running three full-time jobs between our two little girls. And I I work for a medical sales company that I've been with for 14 years. And that, of course, pays the bills and now running the nonprofit. So the challenge is time management and just figuring out the priorities for the day. And that's all I do is I just take it day by day.
0: And Kirk, you I'm guessing I've never started a business before, never created something from scratch. This is, has to have affected your personal life in ways you didn't expect either.
2: It's really brought into focus uh, the criticality of, of managing the work-life balance. You know, like Jessica, I, I have children, I have f- four kids, and they're all active and, and doing sports and school activities. And so trying to fulfill my duties as an active duty army officer, balancing that with being a husband and a father, and having such passion to try to help veterans that are like my best friend, Brian, it, it's been a challenge. But what it's, what it's taught me as far as helping VetLinks is learning to balance and manage my time better. The other thing that kind of comes out of this is actually learning how to say no. When we first started mm-hmm. out, we took every opportunity we could. we go speak to any group, big or small. And now we have to really kind of weigh our opportunities because our time is limited. And we have to choose those opportunities that kind of the, the best return, if you will, on that precious resource, which is time. And Kirk, would you do anything differently now
0: two years in that that you think people might want to know about? When you start any business,
2: there's going to be certain things that you're good at, your core competencies, those things that you inherently feel comfortable with doing. And looking back, you know, we were blessed to have a group of friends that had some unique talents that all contributed in meaningful ways to us starting VetLinks.org. But the one missing component was someone in our group, our initial board of directors that had true nonprofit experience. It's different than running a for-profit business. So if I could rewind time a little bit, the one change would have been to reach out to a mentor, someone with that nonprofit experience to really be an initial guiding hand as we launched this journey that is
0: VetLinks.org. That's a great tip. And I'm wondering about you, Jessica, anything you might do differently and any advice you would give entrepreneurs or other people listening to our show today?
1: You know, I would say if you have a conviction about what it is you're, you're trying to accomplish, you're going to get there. I know we had a problem and we still have a problem today taking the proper care of our veterans and caregivers, but that caused us to learn and to put one foot in front of the other. So if you believe in your product, don't be afraid to go for it because success can only come from taking action.
0: One of the things I love most about meeting the people I get to meet on this show is their enthusiasm and the initiative they take and creating something out of nothing as I mentioned it's a not not an easy thing to do and so whether that's a small business or a nonprofit, it really makes no difference and what you're doing is admirable and you're doing it so well too so I would just recommend to anybody listening who has a veteran who needs help VetLinks.org is a great website and a great organization and we are all lucky to have you doing the work you're doing Kirk Duncan and Jessica Kavanaugh, thank you both so much for being with us today. For more great small business tips, check out Bank of America's online Small Business Community at slash sbc Thanks for listening to The Heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at forbesbooks.com and Bank of America at bankofamerica.com.